Comic Hour with your hosts, Andrew Honor and Chris Ramos. Tonight we cover Batman, the Court of Owl Saga. That was very epic. Yes. Batman, um, in this run, he figures out that um, that Gotham is not the city that it appears to be. Just like any other Batman run, but there's more. But it's city. his city. It is his city. Go, that, yeah, yes. Like the, the opening line is Gotham. What is Gotham? Gotham is. And then there's like a bunch of adjectives. Is that Batman? Is it the police? Is it is it the people? Is it is it different aspects? Is it the family? Is it the citizens who live there? But really, it's something completely nobody knows. <laughs> Batman thinks he knows, but nobody knows. Right. Yeah, yeah. So we're going back to the new fifty two. We've been reading a lot of new fifty two lately. Exactly. It DC was sad. It's bad. It's no, it's, yeah, it was good. Well, it's because they're collecting it now. Yes. Like, they're, they're like, hey, uh, why don't we remember this, even though we're forgetting it? Why don't we remember it? And we're going to reprint all these. Right. Mm, and so um, this was my Batman comic and my writer and illustrator that got me into comics. That well, I was like around this time, like Secret Invasion was coming out by Marvel. And then this was coming out. So I those were some of the first two books mm. that kind of gravitated towards me. And I'm like, whoa, there's so much more backstory than what's in the movies or what was coming out at the time. So the new 52 worked on you? It did! Oh, my yes. gosh. <laughs> it wasn't that like said, oh, the new 52. No, it just looked like a cool book that. And, and it was. Uh, it was. So when the new 52 happened, DC Comics said, we're going to just take all of our characters and we're just going to reboot them and redo them and start at zero and just like right. reintroduce them to everyone out there. Because maybe they were looking ahead and said, geez, a lot of our big core fans are getting older. We need to get in a new group of people. Sure. Um, Continuity was all over the place. Again. Yeah, because you had, you know, 60 years of, of comics. And it's like you've not that you've told every story possible, but you're pretty close. Yeah. Um, so they just started thinking, well, for anyone that asks the question, the big question that everyone always asks is, I want to read some Batman. Where do I start? Yep. And, you know, that's what they wanted to solve with the new 52. And they had a ton of creators and ton of writers at the time that were just ready to jump in. Yeah, I mean, just take really next, talented. Yeah, people. take the next step up. Yeah. And Scott Snyder is one of them. So dun, dun, dun. Uh, here we are. Batman, the Court of Owls was... Uh, oh, this is Scott right. Snyder's first Batman. New 52 Batman story for everybody. So, yeah. so, you know, if you wanted to read Batman, you started here and it's an awesome place to start. Now, Ramos, what edition <gasps> did you read? Like originally? No. Well, we could start there, but what, what edition do you have in front of you for the five mm. folks at home? I'm trying to think. I may have read this when the New 52 first put it out, but I don't have the singles edition so maybe yeah. i read it in some sort of trade or something like that. but i read uh this one for our review in the absolute batman court of owls because <laughs> i like oversized art i love the absolute editions um dc comics has kind of slowed down on those there's not many of them out. yeah there know. may be one two come out a year now uh, but they what they do is they take um a, a run of stories um like this is batman one through 11. Yes. Um, from 2011 and 2012. So 10 years ago. Um, and then they oversize it, and they bind it, and they make a nice hardcover, and they put a ribbon in there and all the stuff we'd love to talk about. And sure. uh, 
um, really making a nice addition, glossy pages and everything. Mm-hmm. I read them in the, um, in the trade paperbacks that were hardcovers. So it just collected like seven issues at a time. And so that was a cool experience as well. But what the difference was reading the smaller hardcovers compared to Ramos's absolute edition is that, um, one and two are collected separately. And then there's a crossover book as well that encapsulates more of the Batman family coming into these issues. And it's kind of like a between the panels. What was going on when this happened? We'll mention that later, but that was a cool reading experience as well. Yeah. The funny thing about new 52, when it came out, even though they said, we're going to take our characters and reintroduce them, they came out with like a lot of books. Yeah. I mean, like everyone had a book, so it was pretty easy for them to, um, you know, kind of jump into this storyline because Robin was already here and just a lot of the bat family and just like the extended bat family. And, and, uh, I don't know, it was just a good time for this to come out. And it was one of the standout, like best out of new 52 stories Yeah, that, that came out. So of course we're getting ready for the new Batman movie coming out with Robert Pattinson yes. dun, 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 from the pages of Twilight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> from the screens of Twilight comes Robert. That Pattinson. was so long ago. I'm sure yes. people, I'm sure he's like, no, stop it. <laughs> Leave my Twilight days out. But of this. If you've seen that trailer and seen the way Matt Reeves portrays comes up with this concept of who the Batman is. Yeah. It's pretty it's astounding. Legit. It's like a 180 of his career and just, bringing some more relevancy back to Batman. And, which is funny because, I mean, this is probably like the 10th movie or something or maybe sure. even more And Batman that, is but... like the biggest high, highest selling comic right now or has always been for a while. Yes, that's true. Actually, they would judge all other comics based on Batman. So they would say, your comic is brand new on the market and it sold 30% of the Batman mark. So every <laughs> month, literally every month. This is the month, bar. They would How say, close did you get to the bar? Here's the top is Batman. <laughs> he sold the most comics this month. And sure. here's yours. Right. And uh, that's what they did. They judged every comic on how many Batman sold. And then you had like a part of that. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> right. So he's, he's the one who's Larger than life, that's yes. for sure. Well, the, uh, the, the comic starts out here actually as Batman is... Uh, doing what he does best, kicking butt, being Batman. He's at Arkham and just sort of yeah. We get this never like, back the, away. The villains are breaking out. It's a jailbreak. Da, da, da. Cool way to introduce all the villains, though. Sure, and it's a uh, it's fine. You know, we get to kind of see this, and uh, we get to actually, I think, embrace what Greg Capullo can do right off the bat. Yeah, his art uh, jumps right out i mean really 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 like you good see his jump. interpretation of our first interpretation of like the joker mm-hmm. and i was like scary look he's got he's got well, kind of what you know most people know him as now as like and that two face is all wacky too i mean right he, he really does good at the like the uh really fine little detail kind of um really really fine line you know yeah tearing and ripping. it's edgy it's but it's it's not so much, it's not super out of control. He really hones it in, but also it gives this like creepiness to it and a sense of place. Mm-hmm. So once Batman kind of finishes putting everyone back in their cells, um, then you get an introduction to uh, Jim Gordon. You get an introduction to the Batcave. You get an introduction to um, just him being, you know, I guess, being Bruce Wayne and you know, they do a kind of a, setting what the status quo is. Yeah. I mean, everyone, whenever they redo Batman and they'll do this for the new Batman movie too, they want to see, everyone wants to see what does the Batcave look like? 
what does the cars look like? Right. Yeah. That's this it. Yep. You know, like they want to know. That's a great spread. They got like all the cars in yeah. the circle and he's like working. So it's like, it. here's the bad cave. It's got the T-Rex in there. It's got the giant penny. It's got, I mean, everything that you right. um, would associate to Batman's history. They have it here. So, which is funny that new 52 kind of rebuilt a lot of characters backgrounds. But then when it starts with Batman, it's just like, assuming all of these pieces have always happened sure so it's like and damien is established in yep. this line yep and um tim drake is the red robin i believe and or something like that <laughs> there's so many different right. ideas i think yeah. that's the one and then dick, dick grayson Nightwing. still nightwing of course yep and He's that's his bat family batman and his three boys yeah <laughs> right and so we kind of he bruce wayne wants to un he is uh, revealing this new plan to innovate Gotham, to bring it to a 21st century, to bring, to fix up the place a bit, add some new state-of-the-art designs, and make like the railway better and different buildings he wants to add on to and revitalize a bit. This whole, this whole re re revitalization project. Yeah, I mean, he's being really upfront about like Wayne money is going to rebuild gotham and wayne money is going to be the reason why these you know neighborhoods look better um you know they've done that in the past but yeah. i think you know for them just to throw that right out there that bruce wayne is going to be um um i guess like in the public thing. eye mm -hmm. really a lot um that kind of gets him in trouble later on but um in right. the story so that's because gotham is so old it's got so much history into it he's lived there all his life but he's always looking ahead as Batman would, <laughs> and saying, yes. "How can we improve He's the place? Preparing. Well, we can. How can I? How can I make this my city while sharing all my wealth and knowledge and power and technology with the rest of the city and making it a better place?" So, of course, the night comes and Batman jumps out and he's like, right into the uh, Detective um, Gordon, and he's just trying to make sure that he's pretty much all over the city at the same time, and he finds a message where there's been a murder there's a message written on the wall and it says bruce wayne will die tomorrow done done batman's like how do they know who i am right and you get this really it's very there's there's something going on he scott snyder really does build this like great mystery element to it yeah i mean what it he wrote before very practical this, and very goes very much like takes a scope and goes into it like how much can i explore this yeah he builds it slow enough but he also i think it's a very yeah it's a it's definitely a slow of, burn yeah, yeah and he's like well i'm still writing a comic so i gotta move it along but, right um but yeah before this before new 52 the first thing he ever wrote for dc was batman uh black mirror which is which is a really good re i i think it's it's the same um uh, spooky edgy kind of uh batman but not the story focuses on jim gordon's son um, and he's got uh, lots of issues and he's sort of the the hidden problem child of jim gordon okay. um but no it's oh it's like a it is a spooky read and it's really 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 good so batman black mirror highly recommended go pick it up yeah where it all started <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, Batman's you know trying to figure out this mystery, and it all stems through, like yeah, this message on the wall, and they 
definitely go into what the Wayne Towers stand for. And we don't really, I don't know how much we knew about the Wayne Tower prior to this issue, but you definitely get the sense that I don't know if it's ever really jumped up. Sure. So that might've been like a Scott Snyder creation, but Mm -hmm. it's definitely, it looks over the city and he breaks it down to like, here are the different uh, gargoyles and where like they're pointing to and how they guard the city kind of definitely builds up this myth mythology of what this tower stood for. And yeah, Bruce Wayne is talking about just like how many generations of Waynes have been in Gotham City. Yeah. And you, you know, you get this idea that it's, they focus so much on Bruce Wayne and his parents, but I mean, the Waynes have been there for, for long, yeah. long, long, way, 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 way before. Yeah. And they helped build the city literally from just nothing. So he uh, has made it, of course, his mission to know as much about Gotham City as he can. Mm-hmm. So he also knows everything about uh, every building and every nook and every gargoyle and every you know hook and yeah. the way he can move around the city. He just knows what's in each building and who's who's in it. Sure. Um, and the way Greg Capullo like draws like architecture in this book is is very good too. Yeah, yeah. He, um, I don't know. He's got like a style to him. His faces are real like flat and just really sort of exaggerated. Yeah, his figures are interesting here. as well. Yeah, they got like wacky arms and hands and stuff. But sure. but they always have expressions that you would you would say would fit. Yeah. So like sometimes when you're reading a comic, you see just. Uh, who jumps at Greg, Greg Land or something, you sure. know, like they, just, they have expressions on the page that don't match the page or match the dialogue. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of weird. Like you see people screaming and they're not really saying anything or you see them not screaming when they should be. And it's like, I don't know, sometimes expressions don't match and it just immediately pulls you out of the story. Sure. Um, but uh, 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 Greg Capullo does a really good job of, I think, matching the pacing of the story and then also matching like how you would react, you know, like if someone was pulling you out of a car that you're going 80 miles an hour, I mean, what would your face look like? (laughs) And fun tip at Greg Capullo, as we keep talking about him, he was Todd Todd McFarlane's um, artist on Spawn for a while. So that's what Greg Capullo's come to claim to fame was that he drew Spawn. That's where he gets a lot of his scratchy and super line work, like super, um, so I always find that interesting. Memory. Like I'm not, I don't claim to be an expert of Spawn quite yet. <laughs> Maybe someday in the future I'll read some more Spawn, but his art is always between him and McFarlane. Um, they always complement each other very well. Mm-hmm. And so just to see, like take that and apply it to like a Batman arc, um, spot on. Yeah. And like the way that they just break apart the panels and Batman gets his fair share of like, uh, uh, epic moments you know they they still keep batman as very much a technology-based guy but then also still a scary guy like you know they didn't pull him out to look campy or anything and, oh yeah and this um this run is very it's still very serious it's not campy at all yeah so i mean i'm glad that the new 52 kind of held him to his roots that way sure his new roots i suppose um so, yeah, so, you know, as the story goes on, Batman is starting to realize that there is a um, a, a murder that he has to figure out. And it also connects to Dick Grayson. And then it connects to his other friend, 
Yeah, uh, Lincoln March. Lincoln March. The poli- yeah. the upcoming cool politician. Yeah, he's always he's the good guy. He's like, I'm here for you, bro. He like looks like Bruce Wayne. I mean, they did that on purpose, but it's, yeah. it's funny. It's like his his dual side. Yes. Um, and then they put the story right back back into a uh, Wayne Tower, and all of a sudden you see the assassin arrive. Da, da, da. It's the tower. The one who said, "I'm going to kill Bruce Wayne." He's right. there. Throw him out of the building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, you know, the cool part is Batman, I mean, or Bruce Wayne is fighting him, but like his friend Lincoln is is still there. So he's kind of trying to um, hold back. Bruce Wayne's trying to hold back. Yeah, fight him, but not, not give away because he doesn't want to give away his secret identity still. Yeah. Still playing on that trope. So he says, you know, just me and him, but still I have to be careful. I have to restrain myself. Never know what who's watching. Right. Go for strikes that look like lucky blows, solar yeah. plexus, mandibular nerve. <laughs> All right, play very today. strategic. Yeah. yeah, he's just like I want to look like. Oh, I didn't mean to, you know, hit you so hard, but I did. Right. Um, and he's always thinking. He was always strategizing. That's what Bruce Wayne and Batman are. They're always, always thinking about every possible angle here. Sure. And as he, you know, he gets kicked out of the building. He survives some miraculously. I think he gets on the train or something, and then he rides out. Um, things like that happen. And, and that Talon says two important things. Yep. He says, the court of owls has sentenced you to die. die. And then he says, how I love killing Waynes. And he's uh, like, what? <laughs> right. Who are the court of owls? Sure. And it was really cool how he built this cool, uh, this rhyme for the court of owls too. And it goes something like this. Beware the court of owls, the watches all the time. Ruling Gotham from a shadow perch behind granite and lime. They watch you at your hearth. They watch you in your house. or They watch you in your bed and speak not a whisper word of them. Or they'll send the talon for your head. So that's a very like cool, like yeah. cool story element that you're like, oh, that's really thought out. <laughs> well, and, you it's know, too. I, I really like too that like Batman was like, who are the court of owls? I know everything. Right. You know, I mean, he gets like really mad about that. Yeah. And he's like, I've known every inch of the city. This is just a, uh, a legend, a fairy tale. And, you know, you chalk that up to Batman's knowledge and he doesn't really do that for a lot of yeah. things except magic he's like there's no way there's something in this city that i don't know about yeah and and then he says but i'm the only legend this city needs so you know they're really building him up to be like just immediately uh offended by the idea of some secret organization that he doesn't know about right and he's talking to like nightwing about it. he's like oh don't um, i'm so mad that this happened it's, it's fake somebody's just posing the legend and trying to be a big poser and just trying to outwit me uh and he doesn't he doesn't take any of that <laughs> yeah yeah so he decides of course you know anytime batman wants to hear or, or, or figure something out anytime he wants to do some research he just goes and starts beating up just like everybody and so i always show him just going around gotham just like stopping at every weird dive bar and every weird like mafioso house and he just just starts roughing everyone up and that's that's his way of learning the truth yeah the getting to be yep literally <laughs> yep, gotta get the heart of it sure some people are like oh man Batman's here right and then we flash back 
which uh, I really do appreciate when they do this, because if you're talking about Gotham in the past, you really have to show what those characters could have looked like in some of the relatives of yeah. the Waynes and stuff. And so one of them was Alan Wayne. And so that was really cool to yeah. see that. Um, kind of what Gotham looked like back then. Was, I I want to say the 1800s is when that took place. Well, pro- yeah, that's, I mean, that's... 1800s, uh, or, or yeah. no, it was early 1900s. Oh, yeah, yeah, like 1922. Yeah. 1922. Okay, there you go. fair enough. I got there. <laughs> Great Depression kind of time, yeah. Yeah, so. um, well, things are very scarce. So then you could actually believe that some of these uh, cult figures and things like that could have developed way back then. Makes it more believable. And very, like, eerie and creepy, too. <laughs> like the cult. <laughs> Batman yeah. was the cult. Well, and they, they really start establishing Alfred as his confidant of course yep and um just kind of keeping with all of the usual batman stuff what i really really also enjoyed was batman is is doing like legit detective work you know yeah he's roughing up people but he's also going back to um the bat cave and he's got the microscope going and he's got you know yeah that was another big thing was the technology that. that he upgraded so he kind of i don't know if they took that from iron man and just DC'd up for Batman, but he has that computer like system that's integrated into his head. Oh yeah, like so, the HUD or something. Yeah, like so he can like uh, have basically instant access to the Batcave's computer on like a mobile mm-hmm. version of it, and he just has to put like a, a piece in his cowl. Yeah, that's where it is. So they kind of revised that, which was really cool to see. And I was like, uh, like looking back, I'm like, is that Iron Man's thing? <laughs> <laughs> who stole from who? I don't know. <laughs> well, let's see. This was 10 years ago. When did, when did so, Iron Man come out? So, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, like Extremist was going on yeah, at the time. True. So it was around that era. So it would have been interesting to yeah, see. And they're it. all upgrading their tech. Yeah, they got to be the next genius. <laughs> so Batman figures out that if there is a secret society of owls, and then he's like, how did he get into that tower without me knowing? Or how did he get into the tower so fast? Uh, so he started looking at like blueprints and he started doing some research yeah, on that. This was so cool. Yeah, and then he finds out that the superstitious, and this actually, I mean, people do this nowadays, but the superstition is the 13th floor of any building is is uh, bad news. Right. So a lot it's of times, not even on, it's on a blueprint, but it's not, yeah. like, not found in any And like they don't put it on the elevator and you can't stop there. And it's like, they just really ignore it. So then Batman was looking at all of the buildings that like his ancestors right. had made and realized that the 13th floor of every single building is, is not on like a rentable chart or something right. like that. It really built then this false sense of security for Batman. And then to like pull the floor or pull the rug underneath him just yeah. um, really transforms his thinking. He's like, he gets all paranoid. It's like, what the heck? <laughs> so he's like, well, I'm going to check this out. So he goes to what one of the towers and yeah. he like cuts through one of the floors and then finds this owl nest. Hideout. Yeah, the assassin, nest. Yes. Assassin's, uh, what do they call it? Like assassin's. Yeah, owl yeah. nest, as mm-hmm. they call it. Yeah, and uh, he just finds the, all of the uh, tools and and workout equipment and like weapons and little sleeping areas all the for symbols of the owls. What they call the yeah. talons. Yeah, yeah, the talons. And then you find this, this picture, and he does really. Um, Greg Capullo does a really good job of like going in close and developing this field's pictures from June 1891. You're like, oh, yes. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> Are you serious? And then he keeps going, keeps going through all the buildings, and he finally finds one that's pretty uh, legit, uh, um, modern. Yeah, yeah, you know. And then there's a a picture on the wall 
with one of the talents and a bunch of uh, Court of Owl people. Yeah, it's from 2006. Yeah. June 2006. So <laughs> so now he's like, okay, this is this is very recent, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, if this since this comic came out in 2011, um, showing a picture from 2006, you know, puts you right right with it, yeah. right on it. Absolutely. And then the building explodes. Yeah, <laughs> Get rid right. of the evidence because the owls are always watching. So they knew he was coming. They they figured, you know, they they have him fall for set a trap for Batman and um, just to, to take him out. And they explode. Like, okay. And then you're like, does he survive? Yeah. I, you know, and, and the owl costumes, since he's been kind of looking at those and seeing pictures and things, um, the owl costume is pretty cool too because. They, oh, the talons? Yeah, yeah, like they've got their like weird, perfectly circular goggles. Oh, right. So they kind of look like yeah, owls because yeah. they're just like the the right owl eyes. It's exactly the polar opposite of Batman's costume, too. Yeah, that's but true. But it also complements it as well because they're both birds of prey and it's like, okay, but how can we make this more menace, just as menacing as Batman? Well, even more. But have that assassin feel. And you get all that action from Capullo's artwork and you get the color. I mean, just the coloring and the changes of the colors uh, that follow along with the story. I mean, it's, um, <clears throat> you know, as the story progresses, even you start looking at it like, well, how is this? I mean, when this came out, everyone knew Batman had all the answers. So then when this came out that he didn't, that was kind of a big jump. You right. Know, that was cool for people to see that Batman wasn't totally flawless. Exactly. And then you start to see Batman's mindset just change. Yeah. You know, he goes from this really um, thoughtful detective to being this, I thought I knew everything, and then the self-doubt just over the course of the arc just starts to weave in and out. And yeah. that was really very cool how subtle. they built that. Yeah. Yeah, very subtle. That he's like, if they're watching me, how can they possibly, you know, and and then the talents kind of like sneak up on him and stuff. I mean, things like that you wouldn't imagine would happen to Batman. Um, he he does. And then he gets captured. You yeah. Know? So it's like, man, and he gets captured for a lot like weeks. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was weeks or it was close to a month or something like that. You know, just really kind of cool to take him totally out of it totally out of it by surprise and put him in a situation he couldn't fight his way out quite yet he had to very much come to grips with his reality face the truth and try to take justice in a different way and just kind of fight back somehow yeah i mean you really see him uh totally break down to like just basic uh, madness, you know, and and you know, Batman's done that in the past. They've had some really great runs in the '70s and '80s where Batman has, you know, decided that part of his training is um, him just going into the the depths of uh, of um, insanity, just like his villains. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like the Arkham Asylum runs. Yeah, and there's there's Batman. Um, uh, what is it called? Batman. I don't. It's not like Batman Poison. But it's where he takes um, Bane. Oh, Venom or Venom? Uh, Venom. Yeah, yeah, Batman Venom. He takes Bane's Venom. Oh, geez. And gets like <laughs> addicted to it and gets wow. like wacky and crazy. So that'd be cool. I mean, there's lots of parts of Batman's story through the last, you know, what seventy years. Right. But uh, this was kind of neat for again all the new readers, people who have who who knew Batman from the movies and knew Batman as just sort of the the collected guy, the calm collected. Yeah. You know, problem solver. 
um, you start seeing over the next, I don't know, 20 pages or so, it's just, he like descends into madness because he's, he's trapped by the owls in this giant maze underground. And he, it doesn't look like there's really any escape. Yeah. And it, his descent into madness is, is drawn very, so good. Um, like just to see the progression happen and then just the, the look of fear on Batman's face. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get to see that every day or in a lot of comics. So it's like when you see it happen and just that decay, it's just like, it's so cool to see that it's very challenging as well. So, well, and the, the another cool part. So like when you're reading through him just, day after day being trapped and he can't find his way out yeah. of this maze. He drinks just, the heroin water. <laughs> yeah, he's just, yeah, he's, just, he's totally like lost. Um, the pages start going from uh, top to bottom to then they go left to right. Like the pages turn. Yeah, so which then, also like shows his mindset. Yeah, and, and you're like, like so you have to turn the whole book, book to read right. because now it's landscape. And then the pages literally go upside down. Right. The what panels. do you, what do you think of that layout? I love that when yeah. they do crazy stuff like that. Sure. I mean, why not? Change you know, up the paneling, change up the format. Well, if you're forcing someone to literally spin the whole book that they're reading, mm-hmm. like if you were reading an actual novel, yeah. And then someone was just going totally mad and you had to spin the novel and and read the words around the page, I mean, that would really put you right in it. Absolutely. That's I think that was a great touch and I think that was definitely a Scott Snyder being like, we have to do it. Let's this make way. it weird. Yeah. <laughs> like we have to do it this way. Um, and you know, now it's a collected hardcover edition, but you know, if you imagine reading the regular comic singles, oh, the singles then yeah. you're, you're kind of like turning the whole comic book in your hands. Uh, that's cool. Totally cool. Right. And all the close-ups of just Batman, like he starts like, graying up a bit his teeth start getting weird his eyes are bloodshot from all the drugs that were in the water he had a drink um it's just it's the coolest touch they're just crazy torturing him um and then it comes back to gotham and uh jim gordon and everyone has has left the bat signal on for uh weeks and weeks and weeks and it eventually just burns out just melts right and uh you kind of get to see robin or damien and mm-hmm. you know um Damien's Batman's son, but he's also Robin at the time. And and you can see he's just desperate to call Batman. He just wants him to arrive. Right. He's looking for his father. He, yeah. They're looking for the protector of the city. Because, again, going back to how Scott Snyder introduced this arc, what is Gotham? Is Gotham Batman mm-hmm. or is it something else? And if they're just all just like, we need him back, um, you kind of get the idea that the city really, really, really does need him. Sure. And the other thing that I, when he was going to St. Mandis, he couldn't rely on any of this technology. He only had to his wits about him. And that was cool how they played at that. Oh, yeah. Well. They took his belt. Yeah. They took all his technology, all yeah. his belts. So literally, it's just him and his mind and his detective work. That's always the thing, too. <laughs> You're like, oh, they took his belt. Like, yep. it's going to get real yep. now. <laughs> yeah, man. That happens all the time. I was like, oh. Oh boy, here we go. Right. <laughs> I just got to figure this out. And, uh, you know, at, as the story progresses, we don't want to like give all the spoilers away, but, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the catalyst is that he does escape the owls, but he is also like humbled to the point that they captured him, you yeah. know, and like they drove him mad. And, you know, he got him, 
he got his wits together long enough to be like, I'm coming back for all of you. Like, sure. you know, he made a promise, but he got out. Um, and it had like a whole wall of hundreds of people who never made it out. So it's like, yeah, he didn't want to be that. And then he recognized certain uh, relatives. And yeah. He recognized that, Wayne. Yeah. And then Pennyworth and some of Robin's family was part of it too. And that's a whole another layer of the story that was really well done as well. Yeah. All the interwoven connectivity and mythos and legends of like Gotham was really cool to explore that too. Well, you know, so the um, the owls kind of focus on the strongest of the community. Yeah, and, and then they go into that part. Yeah, and Batman focuses on the strongest of the community. So, you know, for Batman to have Dick Grayson, it's, it wasn't that far of a stretch for the Court of Owls to say, we want Dick Grayson as one of our talents. Yeah. And that was always, you know, a, a thing where, like, if Batman is recruiting the best of the best, well, this group. Is, was also trying to do that, you know? Um, Absolutely. But it kind of wraps up with... Um, putting the call. Yeah, <laughs> putting the call out. To, so so Batman was... It was like all he could do to fight one of these assassins. Yep. And then you find out that there's many, many, many yep. of them. Yeah, And that one... Um, when Batman escapes, the Court of Vows puts out this big hit on all the city and all the prominent figures. And so they have like an army of talents. So if Batman just had a tough time, fight one. <laughs> yeah. It takes a village to fight these guys. And that's when it starts the Night of the Owls. Oh, so yep. like the Court of the Owls kind of introduced them as a as a multi-layered villain, you know? Yeah. And oh, then yeah. the Night of the Owls yeah. kind of starts. The or as the second volume is called the City of Owls too. Yeah, yeah. that's true. The Rick mm-hmm. So that was really cool. And then they... Depending if you start with the crossovers or if you read it, keep in line with what we're reading, um, you get to see where all the uh, Bat family comes in and helps Bruce out and gives him back on his feet. Even Alfred helps uh, uh, Bruce just kind of get back with some confidence again because he has so much self-doubt going into this. He just he, He's kind of lost all hope. So it, it takes a bit of him to get his muscle memory back and is what's about yeah and you know i I, you know looking back on the whole story too i like the idea that you know batman didn't just um he wasn't just like fighting his way physically defeated you know like there wasn't like a new villain that showed up and then just like beat him up and then batman's like oh i can't do this they they really kind of slowly built and created a scenario where batman will lose that part of him that's the strong that's his will right and he has to rediscover that yeah and if you can really break down batman's um desire to be batman Mm -hmm. you know i guess that's what that's really what you have to fight because you know physically uh he's such a you know demanding fighter and such a a good intellect and he's just got lots of you know gadgets but when you strip that all the way down if you can take that away from him then then that's where you it think makes you really him, beat him. It, like you said earlier, it definitely humbles him and makes mm-hmm. him seem more human. Yeah. And he still, you know, kind of like figures out like, well, I don't want to kill people. So he's just trying to sort of incapacitate them. Right. But, um, you know, the owls uh, put that call out to all of the talents to just go um, kill pretty much every prominent figure in Gotham. And uh, the... <laughs> The funny thing is that the owls show up 
at the house of Bruce Wayne. Wayne. So they're like, well, we're going to go kill Bruce Wayne. Well, as all the comic fans know, you don't show up at the house of Wayne (laughs) when Batman is home. Sure. And they're definitely hitting him at his weakest when he's at his home. Mm. And, you know, they're trying to catch him off guard. And they, they start to do that. But at the same time, he just gets pissed. He's like, screw that. <laughs> Alfred breaks him out. He's like, yeah. come on. <laughs> so, you know, you see that there's you just when you think, and that's I think that's the one of the biggest parts of Batman too, is just when you think Batman's beat, of course he's got another trick. And then oh right. he got and then he's got another trick and he's got a, yep. another plan. A, a contingency um, of his time. Yeah, it's have. just what he does. It's sure. like Batman that you've always heard that saying that Batman can defeat anything with enough. Uh, prep <laughs> you know <laughs> give batman the prep work yep and uh just watch him ju- stop the justice league i mean yeah he's right plan for all that too <laughs> give him the prep work he'll figure it out sure and then you see like later on he like we talked about iron man earlier he comes with his own batman armor yeah <laughs> yeah and i'm like that's really cool i mean once they start assaulting the um bat cave really 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 great uh, oh yeah story and the work. art kind of adjusts a bit and comes back i think another artist came in and kind of helped like um divvy up a bit of those issues and make I, them feel different yeah i i different always intensity. get that idea once they actually start and then once it um once a series kind of ramps up sometimes they do ask other artists to jump in and try to at least uh ink it or you know get the pages yeah, laid right out yeah i think out. it was a different inker that came in yeah and uh, for the absolute, though, you know, once the story starts wrapping up at the end, um, it goes through all of the 11 issues. And then still uh, at that time, um, I'm just not looking at the there's additional stories in the back. There's two additional stories in the absolute, but right. they're they're somewhat related to the Court of Owls. Mm-hmm. You know what they did was I wonder if Scott Snyder. I don't know. We were just talking. Scott Snyder might have some sort of a a little bit of a curse. And his curse is he comes up with great stories and great villains. But then I think DC Comics is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not end that there. Let's keep going with that story. And it's like, (laughs) what? So the Court of Owls may have just been the beginning of Scott Snyder's run and be like, hey, I'm going to introduce Court of Owls and then we'll go tell a different story. Right. Right. But then DC Comics was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's put it in Robin and let's put it in Batgirl and let's put it in the other and then let's bring it back over here and right, put it in the Catwoman. A bit more. Yeah, they just wanted to milk it a, a little bit more. So oh yeah, some of these extra stories are just. And I definitely extra. think you know once you introduce that level and concepts of the legends of Gotham and build that up more, you want to definitely know more like what happened. Yeah, and the different time periods that they describe that they've been throughout. It the is centuries. a story they can keep telling. Right. I mean, there was no one of the more significant crossovers. I think it was cool, or at least deep flashbacks was um, Alfred's grandfather, great grandfather. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, I think it was his grandfather or something at the time. And he, you, he, uh, he helps kind of discover who were the court of owls like he found them he discovered them and um they were trying to have always on the tail end of thomas and martha wayne and they they, they he knew them and 
uh, he uh, just scares the crap out of him. <laughs> <laughs> and he, that like stirs him into madness and craze and things like that. But he's like, I got to protect, protect myself. I have to protect the Wayne family. I have to make sure, you know, there's a legacy. And the uh, Court of Owls is always very good at covering the tracks and keeping it hidden for so long until the right moment. <laughs> well, and then they decide. That was my well, favorite one. Yeah, yeah. They decide. Well, now we got to get this out. And Red Hood is in here, and ever. I mean, it's all it's, your favorite. Family. It's a it's a really good story. If you're a Batman fan, I think you'd love reading it because it's just a great new, um, like a new vision, but still kept a lot of the old feel. Absolutely. And um, even though they kind of decided New Fifty Two wasn't the way for DC Comics to go, and they've kind of reset it again, um, the stories. For, for the most part, uh, are still fun to kind of read and just realize it's sort of an alternate timeline kind of thing. But sure. um, but Batman, I don't know. It's like they do an alternate timeline, but they don't change him too much. So then they're always like, no, 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 Batman's just forever. Right. And it, some of these plot lines and stories, concepts, they kept continuing after these two volumes like we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like they just brought it back into the next world that they're going. Yeah, they when they did Rebirth, they're like, oh, but some of this happened. Yeah. That was an hour. <laughs> they they can't ever totally reset Batman. He exactly. is uh he's just as iconic as Superman and Wonder Woman and everything yeah. else. So Scott Snyder went on to do 10 volumes of Batman. Um and then he did Batman Eternal. Yes. And then he so he's still developing his world of Batman, things like that. And then Tom King took over. He did that for a while and a, a long while. That was the next writer. But then he Snyder comes up with this event called Dark Knight's Metal. Metal. And that's a whole nother story. Yeah. <laughs> For a rainy day special. That one you do need to know your history on. Yes. Um. And what Snyder, <laughs> what Snyder did, what he wrote, things like that. But it definitely, it's a great payoff to it, I guess. Yeah. And um, well, it's when they let a writer just get free reign, you know, like yep. just tell the stories you want to tell. And, and I, I don't fault, you know, there's always the argument, you know, who's most popular, who's most productive, who's most, uh, you know, if it is it Image, DC, uh, Top Cow, you know, Marvel. I think DC, they just tell the stories they want to tell. And they're like, you know what? Sometimes they work and sometimes they don't, but we want to at least get this out and, yep. you know, give them credit for that. Right. They're always willing to they go They have that characters that aren't like going to just go away. So, I mean, I, I don't know if Batman will ever lose popularity but you know in the meantime they can they can experiment with him as much as they want and i'm sure readers will say as long as you don't totally ruin the character like <laughs> i mean you can't have batman without his parents well, being killed uh, yeah you know, it's like so don't it's totally called, it's called elseworld <laughs> yeah yeah don't totally totally erase everything but at the same time we want to see new batman stories that are fun absolutely and what's cool is uh, recently in the past couple days of this recording, uh, Robert Pattinson said it would be cool when him and Matt Reeves hopefully will do another movie. They go into this universe. With the yeah. Vowels. Yeah. I saw that. That'd yeah. be awesome. To so do I'll be vowels. like, oh, that's the book. That's the book. <laughs> so, so that just shows how popular it is. If they did a Court of Owls movie. I mean, this if we see, if we strong. see Easter eggs at the end of the movie, I'm going to call it here. <laughs> yes. We said it first, first. right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah what'd you think of this run i think uh i think the court of owls is up there with some of probably the top 10 batman runs you know it's it's a really well wrapped up story if you just read the court of owls 
Yeah. You know, and you very self-contained. Yeah. But you just also take it as it is. Room and um, it's just like, you know, Batman's uh, past uh, stories with Rachel Ghoul or, you know, even Batman's um, continuing stories with, you know, looking at like a the Joker run. Yeah. Or like the death of the family. You know, oh, a yeah. lot of that is just those are what makes Batman Batman. And I think the Court of Owls just shows that as much as it's his city, that there's there's always the possibility that it's that it's not. And I think once you put that out That's there. That's very cryptic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't just. You, you can't, can't own the city, Bruce. You can't set this up like a never, you know, <laughs> just like saying, you know, Superman will never whatever. Yeah. Uh, they always break the rule. Challenge for Superman. accepted. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, Batman's still just a man and he's still trying to do the best he can in the city. But, but Gotham is a magnet for just everything terrible out there. And. You know, that's not saying Batman knows all of it, but when it shows up, Batman's there. Dun, 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 dun. dun. He's there. He's my guy. All right. And this is our review of Batman Court of Owls. Um, this is Andrew Glonner. And Chris Ramos. Signing off.